0: 100 episodes is an incredible milestone for any talk show, regardless of which platform it's on. This milestone is a great opportunity to take pause, give thanks to your partners, sponsors, listeners, and guests, for without them, you never would have made it. It is also a great time to reflect on what you've learned, what the next 100 episodes will bring, and consider other ways to engage your audience and further your mission. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and today I am with Sammy Heffron, my partner, wife, and the head of marketing communication for HairdresserStrong.com. We are excited to bring you this 101st episode in which we will discuss our journey, what each of us does, what we've learned, and what you can expect from us looking forward. How are you today, Sammy?
1: I'm good, Robert. What about you?
0: I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm just excited for this milestone. So why don't we get started?
1: Okay, so like Robert said, I'm the head of marketing and community engagement at Hairdresser Strong. And in case you missed it, we just released our 100th episode last week.
0: Yeah, and if you didn't see it, Ben Barkworth tells us how he built and launched multiple businesses, including a revolutionary new foil called Fast Foils.
1: That was such a great episode and I love how Ben didn't just share his successes, but his challenges and failures that led to his successes. As a matter of fact, I will be talking about that today.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that. And I totally agree with you. Um, and yeah, we want to share the things we've learned throughout this journey and tell you about something exciting that's coming and other new stuff that you're not going to want to miss that's coming from us. But first we want to say thank you to the hairdresser strong community and to all of our guests that have come on the show. The show would not be possible without you. And a special thank you to Corey and Tony from hairdistry. Uh, honestly guys, like, you really helped us out and, um, you know, they are, they really took us under their wing and showed us the way while introducing us to amazing guests, uh, to bring to you, you know, you, the audience and you, the hairdresser strong community. So thank you again.
1: Yeah. Tony and Corey, you were definitely key in getting us to where we are now. And of course, as head of marketing and community engagement, thank you for engaging with us on social on our website. Yes, we have a website, which by the way, I've got to say has some pretty great content that isn't available anywhere else. So definitely don't want to miss out on that. Um, And then for all of those that are new to the hairdresser strong community, allow us to introduce ourselves. So like I said earlier, I'm Sammy. I'm the head of marketing and community engagement. Uh, Some of the things that I do are develop and implement our marketing strategies, um, manage, design and execute our newsletter that comes out monthly. Um, Robert and I work together on planning content. And also, um, one of the things I really like doing is looking for new and creative ways to get involved in the beauty industry. And of course, I manage our engagement with you. So, one thing that you don't know about me is um, I was actually a cheerleader in high school. I was part of the high school team and I did traveling competition team. So, every time I tell someone that, they're very surprised. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I would <laughs> I actually, I think I just learned that you were on traveling, doing traveling competitions. So it's like, like that, uh, like that show or that movie. Uh, what was the movie? I don't the know. Cheerleading competition show. Uh, our movie. I have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> someone uh, leave a comment below, let us know. Uh, I'm sure someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Bring it on. That's what it was called. That's
1: not a cheerleading competition
0: TV show. Oh, <laughs> Anyway. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, so yes, Sammy, you do an incredible job. So thank you so much. Uh, I, this, we would be nothing without you. It would just be me talking and with only 12 people listening, but now we're like, we hit, we're over 1500, uh, subscribers, uh, followers and our numbers of listeners just keep going up and up. Okay. So, uh, let me reintroduce myself. Uh, Robert, And my name is Robert, and I'm a 20-year industry veteran. I am a hairstylist uh, four days a week. I am a salon manager. I have consulted and advised other salons with training with various systems for efficiency and management. I have been teaching for most of my career. Uh, Basically, as soon as I got the chance to teach, I did, which was basically right when I I became licensed, Uh, a stylist named Tanya Farrell, now the color of or sorry, now the owner of Color Bar Studio in Virginia, what's up? She told me that if I wanted to be good, then I should teach because the company you teach for has to educate you enough to teach. So what I found out is that it's not just the fact that you get all this extra education, but just the act of breaking down your work into smaller parts and being able to explain why makes you the best version of yourself as a stylist, in my opinion. Anyways, one thing you most you don't know about me is I have a not so secret passion for crypto and Web three, and I started my own podcast teaching others about crypto, Web three, and now I'm interviewing rising Web three and crypto entrepreneurs. I love sharing stories of success and failure. I think of it as a form of education through storytelling.
1: Okay, Robert, let's let's not get started on crypto. Um, for those that are our new, are new community members and those that want a refresher. What is the inspiration or the why behind the hairdresser strong show?
0: I thank you very much for asking. All right. So. I've always been passionate about teaching and advising rising stylists at the beginning of their careers. uh, Then I went to school and studied business and finance. This helped me with my love for business and creating things. I had been recruiting, going as guest speaker to the local schools on a regular basis before going back to school for business and finance. After school, I wanted to get back into it with the younger generation. And well, Instagram happened. This platform, Instagram, has done some wonders for our industry, hands down, for sure. But when talking to the students and talking to salon owners, Remember, I have a history of education and consulting in the industry for over 10 years before I had this epiphany. So, anyways, what I noticed was the expectation of students and the expectation of salon owners had a huge gap in between them. Uh, but it just took me going back to the schools after ten years, or eight to ten years, to discover this. So of course, things have changed. But really, I realized that so much had changed in our industry, specific to technology, opportunity, and culture. I didn't want to be the old guy in the room. People being like, hashtag OK Boomer, and I'm like, wait, I'm a millennial. So, I set out on a path to bridge the gap between salon owners and rising stylists. Along the way, I discovered that there are so many different career paths and there is no right way to do things. And the students in school and some of my colleagues, basically stylists of all levels, they started asking me about how do I go to a suite from a salon? Should I go to a suite straight from school? How do I launch my own product line? How do I start a salon? How do I launch an app? What business model is right for me? And the list goes on and on and on. So we are now the show for the startup hairstylist and Barbers, I want to interview people who have accomplished various goals or who have dynamic careers. I also want this group to be as diverse as possible so those who watch the show, they'll have a greater chance of hearing a story or listening to someone or something that they can identify with.
1: I love that. And I also would add the importance of diversity and perspectives. I think that listening, but also truly hearing um, perspectives different than your own is so important and can really help you grow as a person and a stylist. Um, So is there anything that you, the audience, would like to discuss? Remember... We don't talk about the craft. We focus on strengthening your business and goal setting skills. Um, but we also focus on things like strength in mind, body, and community. Um, so give you a few suggestions that we've had in the past. Um, one person wanted to know how to become a brand ambassador. Uh, someone else asked sort of like, what are the best postures, um, from a physical therapist, like what kind of advice would a physical therapist give? Um, Another person wanted to know sort of like the trends in hiring younger stylists. So now, tomorrow, next week, let us know what topics you would like to discuss. You can send us a message on Instagram or you can email us. Um, our email address is listen at hairdresserstrong.com. Um, so i already getting excited, thinking about the suggestions that we'll receive. And we do really want you to find value in our show. So any and all suggestions are welcome.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, Sammy, um, what have you learned along this journey to get to this 101st episode and celebrate the 100 episode milestone?
1: Huh. I think, I think the two most important things I've learned are one, not to feel, not to fear failure, um, and two, that asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. So I'm going to start with the first one. Um, when I say don't feel Don't fear failure. This is what I mean. And honestly, this all clicked for me when I was reading um, one of these newsletters that I get by Janice. I forget how to say his last name, but I will link to it in the description below. But basically, when you want to try something new, but you aren't sure if it's the right thing, you can try it and see what happens. Or you can do what I usually do is read a book about it, try to like find the tool that you need for it, hire a coach, spend time planning all these things. But then what if you spend all that time doing all that stuff, but you never actually do the thing that you're trying to do? Definitely talk about wasted time. So typically, you only find out if something works when you actually do it. So how do you get to the results part faster? Stop trying to make it perfect and just do it. Um, And then once you found out if it works or not, then you can invest in the tools, then you can like hire a coach or things like that. Um, I tend to be someone that wants to make everything perfect before trying, which I think comes from not wanting to be uncomfortable, honestly, um, or uncomfortable with the questions I might get, or uncomfortable just with the unknown. So I tend to overthink and overlearn and overprepare when it's really not needed. And it also just wastes a lot of time. So please learn from my mistakes. Try and fail often and fail fast, because that's really the only place you'll be able to gain clarity. Um, And then the second thing I've learned is that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. So as Robert knows, this past year, honestly, has not been an easy one. Um, I've always sort of been the person that thinks about others before myself, like wants to say yes to other people's requests, because I like helping other people. And I never really want to bother anyone with my problems. So that sort of led me down this bad path and it took a toll on my mental and physical health so much that i i literally broke down. So from a former person who thinks that they can do it all and never ask for help, when you start asking for assistance, it's really freeing um because you do realize that most people want and are actually waiting for the opportunity to help you. So i've learned that asking for help isn't a sign of weakness, but it's a sign of self-awareness. And also special thanks to you, Robert, for encouraging me to ask for help, but also recognizing when I need it. So that was a lot. (laughs) Robert, what have you learned?
0: Uh, Well, first, before I talk about that, I just want to say, I think that that's so good. And uh, if anybody... um missed uh what she just said i suggest you rewind it and listen to that again uh the whole like stop getting ready to get ready you know this whole idea of like you got to plan and get everything perfect you know read the manual cover to cover and then watch the videos that they have links to and scan the qr code and get into a forum just to like use a device for example you know it's like just You know, think about if you applied that to everything you wanted to accomplish, it would take so long to get done and you might not ever even get to it. So I think that that's very good advice. And uh, the part about uh, asking for help, you know, we're we're here to help, you know, and uh, just like, you know, Sammy saying, like, please, like, reach out and ask for help. You would be surprised. I've gone and talked to so many students over the last few years and told them, here's my number. Here's my not my number. Cause that's like weird, but here's my email address. We can exchange numbers after we make the professional email address exchange, but here's my email address or here's our Instagram Sh- shoot us a message and, uh, we will give you like a free, uh, strategic planning session, advising session, answer any questions. You know, I tell the students, sorry, if you want, if you want to learn, uh, or sorry, if you want to go over and talk about where to work at a salon or what you should talk about. And and I don't know. Anyway, my point is maybe 1%, less than 10% of people actually ask for the help and follow through. And if someone's at, if someone's saying, reach out to me, you should take them up for it on it because like, Hey, it's like free advice. You don't have to take it, you know? So anyway, we're here with plenty of free advice. You don't have to take it, but um, if you want it, just ask for it anyway. So I think that's awesome, Sammy. So for me, I started out of this journey with some assumptions about the industry. I learned that I'm not the only one to think there's another way to do business in our industry. Besides the options we have now, and we're talking about behind the chair you know, just specific, strictly behind the chair work, we can be someone's employee which means you show up right before and you can leave right after your guest. You don't have to worry about the business stuff, even though you probably should be worried about the business stuff. If you want to be successful, uh, you get paid a salary or commission, sometimes a combo, or you have to do everything yourself. And you're a tenant. You're either renting suite or a booth. I just believe there's another way to be part of a team, be pace on your own F be based be paid based on your own efforts, but also experience success from that team and an umbrella and under an umbrella brand, you know, cause an umbrella brand drives traffic into the salon and it makes it a lot easier for me to build than me being on my own and a suite. And have- that's a whole nother conversation. We're not going to get into it uh, about like when and how much of a clientele should you have before you even start? So like, are you starting off on a, a suite with no clientele and building it from there? So anyway, that's a, it's so there's a bigger conversation here. Uh, um, Um, but I just, uh, you know, and there's also the co-op concept, uh, and I think it's interesting. Some people have tried it. I have not heard anyone tell me about their successful co-op though. Uh, as a matter of fact, if anyone out there is listening or, uh, knows somebody that has a co-op or. Or running one, please hook it up with an introduction. We want you on the show. Anyways, I've all I've discovered that I'm not alone in trying different models. There's a lot of people out there trying different stuff. Truth is, the jury's just still out. Like we won't know, but people are trying, and I I have a feeling that someone's gonna figure it out. I've also learned that through social media, we if we take up a position and build community around it, we can affect change. I think the whole building community and on social media is. So powerful. And I'm talking about the notorious topic specifically that I'm obsessed with, and that's Gen Z versus salon owners. This gap in expectations seems to come from the fact that rising stylists have envisioned a career with zero experience. They, they cannot have realistic expectations of a salon owner if no one is out there pushing the lessons of training, apprenticing, and mentorship. The more we as a community have these conversations, the more information that rising stylists have to create their expectations from. So go out, visit your local schools on a regular basis. The rising stylists need to hear from you. You know, at the end of the day, the, the gap can be closed if we have a lot more engagement. From salon owners with the schools and the students. Like I just sat down uh today with a school owner, and uh that was like the biggest thing that kind of came out of that is he thinks that all the problems that we talk about on this show when it comes in terms of like the gap between Gen Z and the in the industry and the salon owners, uh, could probably be resolved just as simply as you, the salon owner, going and talking to the students on a regular basis and stylists go and talk to sty- go to talk to the school students. Anyway, I'm gonna get off my soapbox, and I'll digress a little bit. Um, The Rise of Stylists need to hear from you. They're making their decisions based on what they see on social media. And we all know that posting your best life on on Instagram is just not truth. Well, let's talk more about the hard stuff. Let's talk more about the work we all put in. Let's talk more about the struggles we've overcome. Let's not only talk about the wins. Okay. Off with the other soapbox. All right. I also learned through polls that you all do not mind doing your own laundry. I hate laundry. I don't know why anybody, I don't know, like that's crazy. But yeah, that's one thing I've learned. Oh, And I also verified one of my assumptions that all hairdressers hate inventory management and dealing with difficult clients. I mean, like not all, but like something like 85, 80 plus percent do. So anyway, that's what I'm, that's what I've learned.
1: That's so funny. You, you definitely hate doing laundry. Like he talks about it, like whatever. Yes. And he leaves his laundry in the basket. Okay. All
0: right. Anyway, why don't you tell them about what types of stuff they can look forward to?
1: (sighs) Okay. So for those that don't know, um, in April, we started our monthly newsletter where we share useful ideas, um, tools, sort of like a recap of all the episodes from the month and some food for thought so if you haven't subscribed already you can go to hairdresserstrong.com, and you'll get a little small pop-up prompting you to sign up for our free monthly newsletter um it's actually going to go out later tonight um so subscribe now to not miss out
0: yeah that's where uh sammy puts all the tips and trends that she that she sees and she notices and i think uh They're so good for everyone at all levels because she's talking about tips and trends in the industry as well as in marketing and engagement.
1: Yes. And we also give a teaser of your blog. So for those that don't know, in June, Robert started blogging. Um, He writes a monthly blog post um, and we actually got a really, really great response from last month's blog comparing uh, the expectations of salon owners and Gen Z. So- (laughs) Yes, Jay-Z. So just head on over to hairdressershawn.com and click blogs and then you'll see all the blogs that you've been missing out on. Um, And we're also going to start doing um, local events.
0: Yeah, so shout out to the OG Hairdresser Brunch crew. Jen, KJ, Laurent, Marcella, Patricia, and Sean is now part of that group as well. We
1: had a great turnout at the last brunch, and now we want to take it a step further.
0: That's right. We are seeing the need for greater dialogue, flexibility, and open-mindedness to change. The industry needs your input and help in keeping the craft alive, helping the next generation succeed in solving problems. How do you help? I would really like to know. Uh, Oh, and block out January 29th on your calendars and get ready to dig into the hottest topics of our industry that requires us to think, act, and evolve differently to remain successful.
1: And we want to engage with you in these discussions, but also we want to have fun and cheers and get to know you. So thanks for tuning in today and keep an eye out for more information on our upcoming event. Robert, any last words?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean... I, I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, we are providing you with the information that you need to be your most successful self. Um, I would like to get some more stuff on uh lifestyle and mind and body and, um, uh, like maybe like financial planning stuff. Um, So anyway, if you out there listening to this, um, please shoot us a message, uh, either email us at listen at hairdresserstrong.com or send us, leave a comment uh, below or drop us a DM, uh, on Instagram at the hairdresser strong show, the. Hairdresser strong show is our handle and let us know what you'd like to hear. Like, is there a path that you'd like to take? Is there, is there a path that you'd like to take if, but you want to hear it from somebody from a specific background or, 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 or upbringing or a specific area, uh, you know, or maybe, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to hear, Just let us know. I also want to say, I I think everyone should expect a heavier level of engagement in our industry from Hairdressers Strong, kind of looking forward, uh, specifically in the DC, Maryland and Virginia area. And um, if anybody wants to kind of team up with us and uh, affect change and strategize, and you're in a different geographic area. We could create like a chapter or something like that, or just do a strategic relationship. You know, you can brand it yourself. Uh, but if we could be part of that, we would love to create some sort of consortium uh, where you, you're you affecting change in your local area. Uh, we can share with you what's worked and what hasn't worked for us, uh, what type of contacts have been successful for us affecting change and bringing people together. Uh, our ideas and strategies for for bringing people together and um, talking about, you know, virtual is good, but we got to get together in person face-to-face and talk to each other because that's what we do every day. You know, we are face-to-face in-person people. Uh, and I think virtual is a good way to connect, but the reality is there's a huge difference between connecting in person and connecting online. So anyway, that's all I got to say. Uh, thanks again to everybody for listening and, um, until next time, uh, we'll see you later.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.